welcome back to the Functional Herbal Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen. Last week on the podcast, David and I talked all about sleep. We talked about some of our go-to sleep herbs, and we gave you a bunch of information that you can take and personalize to help you get better sleep. So this week, I wanted to do a little bit of a different style of podcast and talk about one particular herb in depth to hopefully help you get to know this plant a little bit better so that you can really learn how to use it for yourself. I find that I commonly see this misconception around herbs and the way that they're used. So people tend to ask a question like, what is the best herb for blank? In this situation, we might ask, what is the best herb for sleep? But I actually think that's the wrong question to be asking. Instead, a better question is, what is the best herb or combination of herbs for me and my version of sleep problems? So the key difference here is that the first way assumes that there's just generally one best herb, and it's a little bit um, of an allopathic kind of way of looking at things. So it's kind of like asking, what drug do I take for sleep? Whereas what I'd like to encourage you to start doing is instead of assigning the herb to a condition, uh, to actually match the herb to the person and the unique situation. There's so much more to take into consideration than just what disease or imbalance this person is suffering from. So when we get to know the herbs on this level, we also get to see how it can help in more ways than one. We can understand a little bit more about the way in which the herb works so that we can understand the complex multi-dimensional abilities of herbal medicines, which ultimately address a complex multi-dimensional human being. So today we are going to do a deep dive on one of the most popular sleep herbs called valerian, also known as valeriana officinalis. That's the Latin binomial of this herb, which basically means it's two words that make up the scientific name of the plant, uh, and that represents the genus and the species. So the reason we use this is because sometimes a plant has multiple common names, or some plants even have the same common name as each other. So Latin names allow us to get super clear on which plant that we're talking about. In this particular case, there are some different species of valerian, but they are largely used in the same way. Valerian is well known for its ability to bring sleep and relieve anxiety and tension. So I'm going to share some of the more technical science-based or research type of information that is out there. Um, I'm going to reference some clinical trials just so I can show its worth as a medicinal substance by modern standards. But I also want to share some of the more traditional uh, herbal ways of looking at things. And I'll talk about using valerian beyond sleep as well. This way you can learn about the many ways that we can use this powerful herb. And hopefully in that way you can enhance your own herbal practice or add this to your, uh, your medicine cabinet at home. It definitely often gets pigeonholed as a sleep herb, but it is more than a one trick pony. So I'm going to share some of the other uses as well. 
I do also want to talk about a really, really interesting thing that can happen with valerian. Uh, it's well known for its anxiety relieving effects or its ability to bring sleep, but sometimes it can have a paradoxical effect where you can actually feel a sense of stimulation instead of the relaxing effect that you're going for. So this is one of the reasons why it's really important to understand the mechanisms so that you can match the herb to the right person or understand if it's right for you. So I'm going to talk about the mechanism through which that happens and the energetics of valerian root and uh, some specific indications so that you can kind of attempt to predict if it's going to be the right one for you or not. Let's get into it. So if you've met valerian before, you will know this plant for uh, let's call it a funky smell. <laughs> Some people liken it to used gym socks or smelly feet. And if you haven't made a tea with this plant or had the opportunity to smell the roots before, then I highly encourage you to try it at least once because it is an experience you will not soon forget. Uh, it definitely has one of the most unique smells of any tea that I've ever made. If you are into growing or if you're curious about what's in your area, you will find this plant across North America. You'll also find it in Europe and Northern Asia. Um, there are also a few different species that exist all across the globe. For So for example, there is a Mexican species as well. Uh, valerian has been used as a sedative and a relaxant for thousands of years since Roman times. And in the Middle Ages, they actually used it to treat epilepsy. So really, this herb can be used safely for any situation in which tension and anxiety cause problems, whether that is psychological or physical. It is a pretty effective muscle relaxant. Uh, so that makes it useful for muscle spasms, uterine cramps, intestinal colic, and spasmodic coughs. For some people, it can act as a mild pain reliever. And of course, it's a useful sleep aid. Valerian does help to promote what you'd call normal sleep. So it does help you get to sleep and stay asleep, but it's not powerful enough to suppress the necessary REM phases that are required to get really high quality sleep. So that also means that you don't wake up groggy like you would with conventional sleep medications. Actually, with conventional sleep medications, they do suppress the REM phases. So not only could you wake up groggy, but you can actually get yourself into a chronic state of sleep deprivation by taking these. They don't actually give you um, the quality of sleep that you need in order to do all of the beneficial functions of sleep. In herbal action terms, valerian is considered a nervine, which means it calms your nervous system. It's a hypnotic, meaning it brings on sleep. It's an antispasmodic, meaning it relaxes muscles. It's carminative, which means it reduces gas and bloating in the digestive tract. It's hypotensive, so lowers blood pressure. And it's an amenagogue, which means it helps to bring on menstruation. So like I mentioned in the introduction, there are a number of clinical trials that show that, is, that valerian is supportive for better sleep. So I'm going to sh start by sharing uh, a little bit of info from those. So in 2002, there was a German trial that compared valerian to, to another drug uh, called oxazepam. This is a conventional sleep treatment, 
Both were found to be effective, but 83% of those taking valerian rated the treatment as being very good. And only 73% of those uh, taking the oxazepam would consider the drug to be very good. So both effective, but the people who are taking valerian generally were more satisfied with their treatment. When you look at the overall data, so from kind of all the trials that are out there, there are definitely mixed results. But a lot of the trials with positive outcomes are measuring subjective sleep parameters. So in other words, this is really how a person perceives their sleep to be. So what they think their sleep quality was or um, what their perceived duration of sleep was, how they felt in the morning, their daytime performance, um, and then how long it took them to actually get to sleep. Whereas some of the trials that didn't really show those positive benefits were strictly measuring objective outcomes. And what that looks like is looking at what is called a polysomnographic recording. And that's done by attaching a bunch of electrodes to the surface of the body. And those measure various objective sleep parameters, which include eye movements, muscle activity, heart physiology, respiratory function, and brain waves. So another thing that uh, seemed to come up quite frequently that changed the effectiveness is the duration that you are taking it for. So many studies showed that the repeated doses have a compounding effect. So after multiple doses, it seems to have a greater effect. In one small randomized double-blind placebo-controlled study, um, there was 16 patients with insomnia that were evalu evaluated. This study looked at both subjective and objective parameters. So they looked at the perception of the experience, but also the, those objective measurements of sleep quality. So after the first night, which is only one dose, uh, there were actually no benefits shown at all. But after, after repeated doses, both subjective and objective benefits were shown. So one good thing to, to note about Valerian is while it can shorten the time it takes to get to sleep and improve sleep quality, it is consistently shown that it does not cause you to be groggy in the morning. So it is helping you also to be more functional throughout your day. And overall, it seems that there are more benefits for people who are poor or irregular sleepers. And Valerian doesn't really seem to do much for the people who are already sleeping well. Um, one thing to mention with these trials is that it was noted that it's, it's pretty difficult to have a true placebo in these trials because Valerian has such a strong scent. So it's, it's, kind of difficult to mask whether it's the placebo or the herb. Um, so for blinded studies, they generally needed to use capsules or some other way to mask the scent, um, which in theory could affect the way that it works for some people based on uh, like how well they're able to absorb things from their gut. In a comparison of two valerian species, uh, they looked at the European valerian, which is Valeriana officinalis, which is what we're talking about, and a Mexican valerian called Valeriana edulis. So two groups 
one group given one variety and one group given the other variety. They were both given equal doses and both given one hour before bedtime. It was found that Mexican valerian reduced the number of waking episodes, but both treatments increased REM sleep, but it was actually done better by the European valerian. And both species reduced morning sleepiness. So working similarly, but also having slightly different benefits. Valerian in particular is one that we use for sleep onset insomnia. So when you have trouble getting to sleep and you can also use it when anxiety contributes to a lack of sleep. But in this scenario, it might be more beneficial to take it regularly through the day to keep the nervous system a little bit more balanced so that you never really become overstimulated uh, and then have these sleep problems as a result. Okay, I have two more trials to share. So other clinical trials show that valerian can be pretty helpful in reducing anxiety and depression. One study paired valerian together with St. John's wort, and it was shown that the herb combination actually had equivalent benefits to the drug amitriptyline. This was a randomized controlled double-blind study. They had 147 participants where half were given the herbal combination and the other half were given amitriptyline. And in the herbal group, 82% of the patients reported benefits, whereas 77% of the patients in the amitriptyline group reported benefits. So ultimately, they're pretty equivalent in benefit. There's not a huge gap between 77% and 82%. However, it was noted that the amitriptyline group had more side effects, such as dry mouth and lethargy. There are two other trials comparing this herb combination to other antidepressants, and in both trials, the herb combination was considered equivalent, if not better. Another trial looks at valerian as being able to decrease pain associated with menstrual cramps. So through this double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled trial, there were 100 female students that were randomly assigned whether they would receive valerian or a placebo. And those taking the valerian route found that their pain was significantly reduced. The researchers concluded valerian seems to be an effective treatment for dysmenorrhea. So this shows you can use valerian uh, to reduce muscle tension and pain related to that tension. You can consider it for menstrual cramps, muscle cramps, restless leg, and neck and shoulder tension. But if you are using this over a long period of time or you have long-standing problems, then it is definitely worth considering if you have a magnesium deficiency. So considering if you might need to supplement with that as well. The medicinal actions of valerian can't really be attributed to just one of the phytochemicals in the plant. There are a few constituents that contribute to its action. So when answering the question, how exactly does this plant work? It's really hard to distill it down to one single constituent taking the action. It was originally thought that the action could be attributed to the essential oils. And there is some recent evidence that shows the scent portion of the plant has an influence on sleep. However, over time, the results have been somewhat inconsistent. And there are a few other constituents that have been shown to have relaxing effects. This seems to be common with the studies that look at individual constituents, like this getting uh, 
inconsistent results. And I think that what that comes down to is the fact that we can't really attribute the whole action of the plant to one isolated constituent. They all seem to have like their own way of working. And when you when you take valerian root as a whole, there's this synergistic effect that all of the components of the plant work together to attain. The other thing about why there are some inconsistent results surrounding valerian is because it has a noted paradoxical effect. That means that, yes, it does promote rest and relaxation, but not for everybody. We can get some more answers about this about why this happens when we consider herbal energetics. If you're not familiar with what that is, then uh, energetics is kind of assessing the properties of of hot, cold, damp, dry in a person, a herb, or pathology. If you want a little bit more detail about that, then uh, I highly recommend going back and checking out episode two of the podcast, where we do a general overview about the concept of energetics and look into how each tissue state expresses itself. So considering herbal energetics allows us to better match the herb to the person and not just focusing on the disease. Because you could really look up insomnia herbs or herbs for sleep and you'll get a whole list, right? You could take a bunch and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Because ultimately, there could be 10 different people with 10 different root causes for their insomnia. So we look at energetics for both you and the plant. If you are warm and dry, you'll need different herbs than a cold and damp type person. The energetics of valerian are warm and slightly drying. So a person that benefits from those properties is someone who has a cold constitution, and that might look like cool or pale skin. It can also be helpful for someone who's ungrounded and has a hard time switching off or has nervousness and sleeplessness as a result of a lack of blood flow or a lack of blood flow to the brain. As well, it can help someone who carries a lot of tension in their body, and particularly in their chest or in their low back. There are herbalists that have spent like a, a great deal of time trying to describe what the quote-unquote valerian person looks like. In a book called American Materia Medica Therapeutics and Pharmacognosy, which was published in 1919, the author Finley Ellingwood writes that its action upon the nervous system is best obtained when the circulation of those centers is inactive and feeble, especially when there is a paleness of the face and the skin is cool. Another herbalist, Michael Moore, describes it as increasing digestive circulation, cardiac circulation, and lung circulation. He states that if taken by a stressed person with a strong and de demanding intestinal tract, good moist lungs, and cardiovascular excess, then valerian will stimulate functions that are already excessive and leave you with both sedation and physical stimulations. This describes the phenomenon that's felt by some when taking this herb. So this tends to be less suited to those with warm constitutions. And if that sounds more like you, then stick with something that's a little bit on the cooler side, like skullcap or lemon balm or vervain. 
And if you are interested in trying it, then I highly recommend you start with small doses, maybe not at night when you're hoping that it'll put you to sleep um, and gauge your reaction and see if it's suitable for you. And one final check on if valerian might be suitable for you or not is understanding if there are cautions and contraindications. This is before you take any plant, you should make sure that there are no cautions and contraindications for your personal self. Um, this plant is generally safe and well tolerated, but if you're currently taking sleep medications, then give this one a pass because it can enhance the effects of those medications. And some herbalists have suggested that it's not, it's best not to use consistently long-term and instead use it intermittently. Like I said before, always check to make sure that there are no contraindications before starting a new herb. I would say to ask your primary healthcare provider, but more than likely they won't know about the world of herbal medicine. So if you're unsure, check with a herbalist. If you'd like some custom support, I do one-on-one -on -one consultations and you can find all of the details on where to connect with me in the description. You'll also find information about my co-host David and where you can reach out to him. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this different style of podcast. Uh, please remember to subscribe to this channel and let me know if you like this and what you want more of or what you want less of in the future. See you next time.